Well, hi there, and welcome back to another episode of Conversations with Father Greg. In today's episode, we have a homily for Sunday, May 28th, 2023, which is the Feast of Pentecost, often described as the birthday of the Church. So, happy birthday to everyone listening. We'll begin today with a reading from the second chapter of the Acts of the Apostles. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place, and suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as of fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at this sound the crowd gathered and was bewildered, because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs, in our own language we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others sneered and said, They are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them, Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk as you suppose, for it is only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days I will pour out my Spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show portents in the heaven above, and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness, and the moon to blood, before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. The Word of the Lord. Dear God, may only your truth be spoken, and only your truth be heard. Amen. Well, hi there, folks, and again, let me begin by wishing everyone a happy birthday of the Church. Today, the Christian Church around the world celebrates the Feast of Pentecost. It's an annual celebration that falls 50 days after Easter, in which we celebrate the gift of God's Spirit to the Church. Many people consider Pentecost to be the birthday of the Church, because it was at Pentecost that Christianity received a key ingredient that really helped it stand out on its own from its Jewish roots. We heard this story in today's reading from the Acts of the Apostles. The story begins by telling us that they were all in one place. The author is referring to eleven of Jesus' closest followers. A little over a month earlier, Jesus had been executed in Israel's capital city of Jerusalem. His closest followers had been with him for about three years, and they really thought he was going to change the world. Things had not worked out as they had hoped, and now they were at odds 
not knowing where to go or what to do from where they were. But to their surprise, the resurrected Jesus appeared to over 500 people after his execution. In one of the last of these appearances, Jesus gave his followers a mission. They were to teach other people the things that he had taught them, so that others would believe in Jesus as God's Son. It wouldn't be an easy job, and it would cost some of them their lives. And yet, the Bible tells us that each of them thought it was worth the effort. That's the backstory for what we read today. At Pentecost, we talk about God empowering Jesus' followers with God's Spirit. I don't think this idea of Spirit is really one that many of us talk about much today. The closest thing that came to my mind is an old expression that I used to hear when I was a kid. They would describe people who either followed the letter of the law or the spirit of the law. What people were trying to communicate with this expression was the idea that you could obey a rule in a very legalistic way and yet still miss the entire point. Alternatively, if you looked a little deeper at what the rule was trying to communicate, you could learn an important life lesson by applying the spirit of the law. This is a little like what we're talking about when we celebrate Pentecost. The Christian faith teaches us that, in the person of Jesus Christ, people were able to interact with God in a completely new way. One Bible translator puts it like this, that in the person of Jesus Christ, God became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. We saw the glory of God with our own eyes, the one-of-a-kind glory, like Father, like Son. Anytime someone interacted with Jesus, they were also interacting with God. But that was for a limited time and a particular purpose. At Pentecost, God sent his Spirit so that we might continue in the things that Jesus taught his disciples. Like understanding the spirit of the law rather than the letter, God's Spirit helps us to understand and live out the faith as Jesus communicated it to his followers 2,000 years ago. So what's the point of the Pentecost story for you and I today? Well, my first response would be to return to the analogy of Pentecost as the birthday of the church. The gift of Pentecost is the gift of God's Spirit to humanity. God's Spirit is a birthday gift intended to empower, embolden, and equip us to exercise the mission that Jesus gave his followers. Through Jesus Christ, we have been given an important task, but we don't have to go it alone. One of the most important resources we have is the gift that we received at Pentecost, God's Spirit. Secondly, I think it's important to consider what we do with the gift that we've received. For a moment, let's consider a person's birthday, the actual day on which they were born. It's the beginning of their life story. When I think back over the story that is my life, I realize that I don't see the world the same way that I did when I was a child. Some of my views have changed even over the last 10 years. Although I'm the same person in many ways, I've also changed in a lot of ways. The same can and should be said of the church, inasmuch as it's a living organization. 
The world has changed significantly since the church was born 2,000 years ago. If the church is to continue in its mission, we need to adapt and find creative new ways to communicate the unchanging message of God's love for humanity. All this talk about gift-giving has reminded me of a little story. There was once a young man who was preparing to go to university to study English. For his birthday, his father gave him a rare edition of one of Shakespeare's plays. The young man opened the package and turned the book over in his hands. A little disappointed, the young man gave his father a fleeting smile, thanked his dad, and tucked the book away on a shelf. Years later, that same young man was preparing to move. In the bustle, the book that had spent years on the shelf tumbled to the floor and fell open. Out dropped a note from the young man's father, expressing the father's pride in his son's accomplishments. One other thing drifted to the floor with the note. It was an uncashed check for $5,000. Pentecost Sunday reminds us that God gives us many gifts and that we have to choose whether or not we're going to use them. On Pentecost, we are reminded that we have been invited into an active life of faith that is dynamic, vibrant, and alive. It's a way of life that offers to transform the way that we interact with God, with each other, and the world around us. Let's see what happens when we open that gift together. Let's pray. God of wind and flame, send your life-giving spirit upon your people. Give fire to our words, strength to our witness, and boldness to our proclamation of your wondrous work in Christ, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns now and forever. Amen. Amen.